Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and uh, we are in part seven of chapter three. Before we dig into the word, just a minute to say what a wonderful camp meeting we had this past several days, all the way from Thursday night into yesterday morning. Eight ministers from different states, different places coming in, ministering the Word of God to us. And even because God has given us all this technology that we can uh, just push out these messages all over the world, literally all over the world, and, and then have them uploaded on YouTube channels like we do. And for people to be able to watch and have access to free of charge. I like that, free of charge. When God brings you out of a ministry of deception after years and years of all being about money and finance, and, and that really is all it ever was. And we, we didn't know it till we got out, and then we realized that you don't know the muddy, how muddy the glass is till you get out and look back. But we, we, we don't do that anymore. We do make product, and we do offer it for sale, but at the same time, we always let everyone know that it's on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, for free. It's out there. And I'm just so blessed and encouraged. I'm so, I've been so edified over the last several days. There's nothing like being in the congregation with those of like precious faith. It's good that technology goes out and people that cannot come can hear the word of the Lord, but they can never have what we have in the congregation. It just can't, they can't have it. They can have the word of the Lord. They can have the edification of the Lord. But God's intention is that man be together, man fellowship together, man grow together, learn to walk with the Lord together. The New Testament is about going together and growing together and learning to uh, trust the Lord in all situations. And man, there are situations in church uh, settings, amen? And so uh, we're just praising the Lord. Every person that came here, left here, different. That's not just a good saying. That's an absolute fact. Every person that came hated to leave. It's just somewhere you want to set up camp and just keep on going. But praise God, we're looking forward to next year. And as uh, soon as those dates, uh, we find out what they are, we'll give them to you. But I'm telling you, all those services are on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Just click on the playlist and go to the, the, the Determined Camp Meeting or Determined Ministers, and there they all are right there. Even some last year's are there. So avail yourself to that as well as all the other things we do here at Crossway Church, my Galatians teaching, this Romans teaching, all the services, all the preaching, just it's free there for you. And, uh, and I'm thankful that we're able to do that. Amen. Praise God. We are in chapter 3 of Romans today and we are in verse 19. Paul just uh, writing this letter to the church in Rome who has Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians. And of course, there's the struggle over the law, just like there is today. Then it was the law of Moses. Today, in our, in, in our church world, it's not only the law, the Ten Commandments, but it's all these other laws that now we've added. You got to do this, you got to do that, the do's and the don'ts. And the Bible's full of do's and don'ts. But they're only found in Christ Jesus, not 
do's and don'ts to get in Christ Jesus, not do's and don'ts to stay in Christ Jesus. The only way in is faith. And the faith of Jesus Christ, the faith that you have in Him and what He did at Calvary is the only thing that keeps you in, strengthens you while you're in. Think about this. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, there's only one faith. Just one. One faith. The faith that saves is the faith that baptizes with the Holy Spirit, the faith that heals, the faith that delivers, the faith that comforts, the faith in which you love God with, the faith in which you give. There's only one faith. Galatians 2.20 says it's the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. That's the faith. It's in the cross. It's true faith. Amen. Praise God for that faith. One faith. And, and the Lord gave us the measure of that faith so we could think soberly and not more highly of ourselves than we ought to, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. If you're walking in that measure of faith you've received, uh, you're not going to be thinking high, more highly of yourself than you ought to. That means you're not going to be carried off back into, uh, as long as you're in the faith, your faith is in the cross, you're going to refuse to move, you know, you're not going to let all these books being written and all these preachers today saying, well, no, you have to be water baptized to go to heaven. See, that's not a righteous, a New Testament righteousness minister. That's a new test. That's not even a new testament. That is still an old covenant. That is still a under law. That is still uh, a, a disabled Christian, if they are a Christian. That's not looking through the word, through the cross, the finished work of Christ, onto the pages of the Word. But they're looking at what you have to do to get into Christ. Instead of what he did and your faith to get into Christ, they're looking at what you have to do to get into him. And Ephesians 2.20 says all the works are in Christ Jesus. The works are in Christ Jesus. Not to get in. You can't go to work till you get in. So anything you're doing before you're in, you're still not in if you're doing it to get in. That's good stuff. Let me say that again. All the works are in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.20. If you're working to get in, you'll never get in because all the works are in and you can't get in until you believe what he did at the cross to get in. Your works won't get you in because the works before you get in, they're not in Christ. All the works are in Christ Jesus. That's just good stuff, a little extra this morning. And it fits right in with where we are today because in verse 19 of chapter 3, in the glorious book of Romans, the Lord says now, or Paul writes, now we know that what things soever the law says, whatever the law is speaking, it's saying to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Now think about this. The law entered, the Bible says, that the so that the offense might abound in Romans 5. I have it written here, Romans 5 and 20, if you're taking notes. The law entered so that the offense might abound, so that we would see how great our offense was. Our mouths would be stopped at trying to work and finally reach and attain righteousness through our own efforts, through water baptism, through uh, 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 wearing these kind of clothes or <coughs> trying to attain righteousness in our own doing it ourselves. See, if you're doing something yourself for righteousness, it's called self-righteousness. 
And the law was given that the offense might abound so that we would back up and go, I can never do this. And go after the promise God gave because I can't do this. I see how huge my sin is. Because the law is also God's standard of judgment. Think about that. It it entered to show us how huge our sin was, that the offense of not being able to keep the law would abound and we would reach for that promise of the Savior through the sacrifice that was offered way back in the Garden of Eden. Think about that. The Bible also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 56 that law is the strength of sin. If I, if I th- and listen to me. Law is anything I think I can do to be saved, to be sanctified, to earn something from God. You don't earn anything from God. Here we are back to that word I was using earlier concerning our ministry. It's free. It's free. The Lord gave us His Spirit so we would know the things He's freely offered us. Freely. You know, if you say, well, I, I got to sell all my product to, to make ends meet and pay my bills. Well, I'm going to leave that between you and the Lord. But what he's given us should be given freely. People just need to come give tithes and offerings to support the work of the ministry. Amen. But the law entered that the offense might abound. And folks under the law... The law speaking to them. And it's speaking to them so they would be quiet because it's speaking to them the ridiculousness of... Uh, well, let me rephrase it. It's speaking... The law does this. Obey this. Guess what? You can't. Now you're guilty. Now what you need to do is just close your mouth and trust in the sacrifice of Christ because you can't work your way in. You can't work your way in. Jesus told the Pharisees, Sadducees of his day that when he walked on the earth, that and he, not, he didn't tell them, he told his followers. He said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, you can in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. Their righteousness was a do-it-yourself. Using God's Word, we're going to do God's Word without Christ, without the sacrifice. We can do it because we're God's people. Listen, even the child of God today that's been saved by grace, brought under grace, delivered from under the law, removed from under the law, saved and brought under grace, by grace, if we start trusting in the purpose-driven, the words we speak, even though it's the Word of God, you can't trust the words you're... You can't trust you. There are ministries out there now that are so deceiving, and for years we didn't even recognize the deception even in the name of the ministry. Believer's voice of victory. We don't speak ourselves into our victory. We believe our way into our victory. Glory to God. That's good news. And we were caught up in that in every uh, wind of doctrine that blew through town. We jumped on board. We packed up, jumped on board, and took off. And at the end of the day, at the end of the month, end of the year, after a few, several years, 
none of it had worked. And the people who are still in all that stuff, it doesn't work. There are spirits there that are not of God that are working there to deceive the people. There is something at work there, but it's not the Holy Spirit. And see, that's what's so deceptive about it. There's people that'll say, you can't tell me that's not of God. You just come to one of our meetings and you will feel the presence of God. It's Listen, God's not in all that. God only works in the truth, Psalms 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right. The focus is the word of the Lord. And all His works are done in truth. The truth that you find in God's word is a man named Jesus. And what makes Him your liberating truth is what He did at Calvary. And the way you experience that liberty daily, that victory and freedom daily, the provision of the Lord daily, is by taking that same cross up that you initially took up by denying yourself of all that other stuff and begin to follow Jesus. Glory to God, the law speaks to those who are under it. And the great example I always use, when someone comes and tells you, you must be what you must be. You must do a water baptism performance. You must perform the water baptism act. You must do the water baptism act. You must do this to be saved that someone who's under law, the law speaking to them, and they're speaking that law to you. Think about that. The law entered, as we've seen in Romans 5.20, that the offense that we're already under, born in sin, born guilty, not able to keep the law, born already guilty when we get here, and when we hear the law, our offenses abound. Well, who in the world can live a perfect life? And it should close our mouths and make us cry out to God. He says, Whatsoever things the law says, it says to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped. The law didn't only enter so offense could abound and show us that the, the law is the strength of sin, the sin nature, but it also entered to close our mouths, to quit making excuses as to why we can't live for God and because we can't under the law. And no, no flesh will be justified by the law. We'll see that in just a moment. But think about this. The law entered that the offense might abound the law entered and it increased, it strengthened the very sin nature in our lives. In Romans chapter 7 verse 5 says that it's the law that puts sin in motion. As a minister, years ago, people would come down the aisle, they would come crying and I would say to them, and they would want deliverance, preacher please, we're trapped, we're, we've lost almost everything. Uh, the devil is tearing our family apart, and we, if we don't get help, we're not going to make it. And I would cry with them. I would be brokenhearted with them. But I would tell them, to, if you will do this, do that, do this, do that, God will deliver. Unfortunately, God didn't deliver because it's not God. God won't deliver in our doing anything. God only delivers through faith in what His Son did at Calvary. And you can't just use, well, that got us in, and now we're on our, now we, no, no, no. That's what got you in. Remember, there's one faith. The book of Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that there's one faith, and it's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. That's it. 
There's no other faith. If the faith you're trying to live by today is not the faith that saved you, you're not living. You're back under law. You're not under grace, and only under grace can you walk after the Spirit. And only after the Spirit can you fulfill the righteousness in you that you've been called to fulfill. Turn a few pages over, if you will, to Romans chapter 8. Uh, is it Romans chapter? Yeah, Romans chapter 8, verse 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Know this today. Anybody under law is walking after the flesh. They're, not only can the righteousness of God not be fulfilled in them, that also means there can be no fruits of righteousness. And listen to me carefully today. Romans chapter 6 carefully teaches, plainly teaches, that it's only through righteousness that we find our way unto holiness. That's very powerful what you're hearing today on this broadcast. That's very powerful today. If it's about what we do, then it's self-righteousness. There's no fruit in that. Because if it's about what we do, we're still living by a law of what we do. Grace is what Jesus did. Law is what we do but can't do and are guilty for not being able to do. And it should close our mouths to our abilities, our, even our inabilities. And it should make us open our mouths crying out to God, help me. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. He did it all. He finished it. He began it. He authored this faith. Glory to God. And he is the finisher of my faith. It's His faith. The reason it's a perfect faith, which we so wonderfully heard in the camp meeting this week, and that's why it's so important that you watch those messages. These are some of the prime voices in this camp meeting we just had on the earth today. There are more, but these are some of the most prime voices on the earth today declaring the truth of God's Word. And you need to know that. My YouTube channel is Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to that. You're not perfect, but your faith is. If it's the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Think about that. If it's that faith that you begin with, it's a perfect faith. It's so perfect that it saved you. It's so perfect it'll carry you through. We're not perfect, but that faith faith is perfect because it's the faith of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Everything about Him is perfect. Hallelujah. That's good news, my friend. We need to be hearing this today. We are a blessed people. And I, my goodness, you get, I just kind of feel that this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, you have to smile when God brings you out of all this mess, all this wrong teaching out there and brings you back into the truth which is the light and now you can once again see that God's word is the lamp to your feet and the light to your path and now you can clearly see that path of righteousness that's been laid before you to run your race in. See it is the path of righteousness which is the path of the just which is the racetrack for all Christians outside of that there is nowhere to run except away from God and we've done that many 
many times, even though we didn't know we were doing it. It happens. It can happen. It's, it's happening, I believe, to most of the church right now. Most of the church right now thinks they're, draw, they're living for God, drawing near to God, but they're actually moving away. The Bible says we deny Him with our works, in our works, because it's not about our works. It's about His works. Hallelujah, that's good news. Let's get back into this. Verse 19, chapter 3, Now we know that what things soever the law says... It says to them who were under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. See, again, we see something here. The law shows us not only what we have to do, and then we show ourselves we can't do it, and then the law shows us we're guilty. Did you see that? That's why anybody out there that's a Christian even if they've been a minister for 50 years and they're preaching law, they don't even know they're preaching law. They read, we're saved by grace through faith and not works lest any man should boast. And then they preach law right after it, right after they quote the scripture because it's such a deceptive thing to think that we're saved by what Christ did at Calvary, but now we're left to ourselves. The Bible says work out your own salvation, but that it's God who's working in you both to will and to do. Oh, somebody needs to have gotten that. The way we work out our own salvation is to have our faith in what Jesus Christ did at Calvary so the Holy Spirit who only works in truth, Psalms 33, 4, can begin to work out that what He wills to do in us. He'll continue that work. He'll continue to perform that work if we continue to keep our faith in what allowed him to begin that work. But every person's guilty because nobody's kept the law when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden so long ago and now he's produced all of us as seed from his loins. We all came out of Adam except Jesus. We all came out of Adam and Adam was a sinner. Daddy was a sinner so we're born into this life sinners. And that's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. This first being born has got you on a way to hell. But if you'll be born again, then you can enter the kingdom. You can have eyes to see. Praise God, good news. You must be born again. When you're born into this life, by a man and a woman, you're born in sin, conceived in iniquity. Not because they were in sin, having intimate relationships, but because we're sinners when we're conceived. Not by the way we're conceived, just by being conceived, being brought into this world because we're in a family of sinners. And we must die to that and be born again. And the only way to die from that is to be crucified and die with Jesus through faith on, in the cross, what he there did for you, to be identified with him there, desiring to be identified with you. He was identifying himself with you. When God the Father saw his son dying on the cross for you, your faith allows God the Father to become your father and to see you dying there with Jesus being buried now with him. And when Jesus came out of that grave, glory to God, guess who came out with him? Those who were justified by his blood. Those that were crucified with him, buried with him. 
No one's with Christ unless they're crucified with him. That means faith in what he there did. That identifies you. Your faith identifies you with the one who died for you if your faith is in his death. Amen. That's good stuff. Verse 20 says, Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. By the law is the knowledge of sin. Anybody even standing in a pulpit telling you you have to do anything to be saved and make it heaven. Do something. All they're doing, according to this scripture and several others, is preaching sin. Law through law, by law comes the knowledge of sin. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. And see, that's, that's, here, here's the prime example of deception. I'm under law. I'm living in sin and don't even know it just because I don't smoke and drink and cuss and go to clubs and don't commit adultery with people anymore. Uh, not, I'm not doing all that anymore because now I'm, 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 you know, I believed in Christ. Or, or maybe it's those people out there that they came into church and started trying to hang around the crowd and they're not doing all that. And, and they're never even saved yet because they've been told you have to do something to be saved and you're still not saved. If, even, if you, even if you say you believe in Jesus, if, if you have to do something to get in, what about Jesus do you really believe? Did he save you at the cross or are you saving yourself through something you do? You see the mindset? See, here, here's what happens. There's something in the back of your mind, your subconscious... Even if you've never known this before, maybe you're listening to me and you've never known this. If you think you have to do something, carry out any kind of work for God to save you, then there's something in the back of your mind saying that if I do this, God owes me. It's of a debt now and God owes me. God never owes any man anything ever at all. We're the ones who owe because he gave all to us. And when I think I have to work for something, it's because I'm under law, the law speaking to me. And Jesus Christ, Romans, Galatians, look at this. Galatians, is it chapter 4? Says, chapter 4 of Galatians, verse 4, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, this Jesus, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So think about this. Even if you got saved, truly were born again through faith in the cross, if some person has influenced you, to believe that you're really not saved until you're water baptized or you're really not saved until you work this or until you work that and you really you can't live for God, be sanctified and bear forth the fruits of righteousness unto holiness unless you work to obtain that. Listen to me. According to uh, the scripture we just read, those people are under law and we move away from the place where we benefit from all the blessings that the heirs of God benefit. 
We remove ourselves from grace and go back under law. And it's only under grace. I'm going to close today. We're about out of time. But I'm going to close today with what we said earlier. Only under grace can we walk after the Spirit. And it's only after the Spirit that the righteousness of God can be fulfilled in us. That's right, Romans 8, 4. Read it. Read it. It's not your righteousness, my righteousness. It's the righteousness of Christ. And it can only be revealed in us. And only as it's being revealed in us can the fruits of righteousness be manifest. And unless the fruits of righteousness are being experienced, there is no avenue unto holiness. And unless there's holiness, we cannot see the Lord. This has been a half hour of meat for those who have ears to hear, for those who will let go of the influences of men. They use God's Word to pull you under the law. That's what the Judaizers did. That's what the people of Paul's day did. They would not accept Christ and Christ alone for their righteousness. And Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceed that of the Sadducees, the Pharisees, you will in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. Do not let a pastor, do not let a mama, a daddy, a son, a daughter, a friend, a co-worker, anyone pull you away from your faith in Christ and His sacrificial work alone. He paid it all. Praise God. That's good news. We can't do it. We can't do it. If we could do it, He wouldn't have had to come. Think about that. The law only speaks to those who are under the law. When you're not under law, the law is not speaking to you. In these last days, God is speaking to us by His Son. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And Hebrews 12, 24 defines what it means for God to be speaking to us by His Son in these last days. I'm going to close with this scripture but I want us to look at it today. Hebrews 12 and 24. Let's look at that. If I can get to it here. Hebrews 12 and 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that the blood He shed that purifies, listen, that speaks better things than that of Abel. The sacrificial work. Our faith in the cross is how God is speaking to us today by His Son, His Son's work on the cross. It's the blood of Jesus that's speaking. That's why the message of the cross is so important. It is the knock on the door for the church to come home, the church to come back into that supping place, that resting place where they can experience what the Bible means concerning resting beside still waters, grazing and resting in green pastures, all finding rest for their souls being restored in the path of righteousness. Come home today, child of God. 
Come home today, child of God. And when you get home, stay home. There's no need for you to go anywhere else. Let those other voices go. Don't worry about what they'll think about you because the law is speaking to them. Let the Son of God, let God by His Son through your faith in the sacrifice speak to you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Again, avail yourselves to all these teachings at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Share it on social media. Everyone needs to be hearing the truth of God's Word. And until next time, God bless you. We love you. Stay determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. Amen.